Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. I'm Leanne. And this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the final episode of our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective series. The final episode. I'm glad I'm glad we're seeing eye to eye on this right now. Yeah. So before we dive in, because as many of you know, we've told you what's coming. It's Freddy versus Jason. It's the fucking fight of the century. But before we get to that, Land, you got anything interesting you wanna you wanna talk about? We've been gone for a little bit. Uh no, nothing really interesting. Um I haven't been watching anything new, just playing the same old games over and over again. Um, as our listeners know, I am a depressive person, so I tend to go through phases, and I've been going through a little bit of a phase, and so I haven't really been watching anything fun or cool or interesting. What about you? I've been watching a few things. Uh, finished the latest season of Cobra Kai after everyone else watched it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I want to see season six. Of course. I don't know where they could go after a season six. It seems like six might just be the best place to end it. But hey, who knows? You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun watching that. The last episode was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. A whole... <laughs> Faking your own death to get out of prison. That's kind of badass. Yeah. Despite the fact that had he just waited a little while longer, he would have been cleared of all charges. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, interesting things happening happening in Cobra Kai. I did recently what else? Jeez, I just drew a blank. Well, we've been watching a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway cuz it's on Max. Yeah. It's just kind of like comfort food. Put it on and watch, you know, comedy. Yeah. Colin's joke about the Arctic turn I had me in tears. It broke you. It really did. It broke you. (laughs) Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. (laughs) Nobody will understand, but just if you have Max, go find that episode and you'll understand completely what we're talking about. I'm trying to go back to my letterbox because I'm trying to remember what else I've watched movie wise. Oh, yeah, we saw Brooklyn 4 5. On Sh- uh, Shutter Original. Yeah, we tried to watch it. We started it a couple of times and then yeah. finally went through it. The premise is fine, but it's Tarantino levels of talking. It's one location, which I'm not a huge fan of, and there was just dialogue after dialogue after dialogue. The scares were too few and far between. However, the gore was pretty good. Yeah. The blink got me. Yeah. I'll say, if you do check this movie out, you'll know what she means by the blink. Mm-hmm. It's not for me, but maybe it's for you. I think it was just too much talking. I don't mind one-location movies if they're done well. If you have a thing, if, if, if you enjoy discussions and movies about war, this is perfect for you. If you, you know... I really... It's, you know... Yeah. It's for a certain type of person. It definitely is. It definitely is. Well, I told you I was reading the trivia, and it was written by a gentleman who wrote it with his father, who was a, I believe, a Vietnam veteran and a paraplegic. So the anti-war message is, it's understandable that it's there. Just for me, it was like repeatedly hitting the nail on the head every time. 
it wasn't very subtle that they're like, war sucks and war fucking changes people. Sometimes for the worse. So it's like, okay, it's like every major beat was, this person's changed because of the war. Look what war brought out in this person. It's like, we get that. It didn't need to be hit over the head the so ending, much for me. The ending didn't really do it for me. Um, there wasn't too much sense to it. I was hoping there would be like, certain characters would go this way because they were a certain type of person and other characters would go a different way because they were a different kind of person and it seemed kind of random. Yeah, I was... I didn't care for it. I'm with you. I was not... I'm not gonna... I don't want to spoil anything in case somebody does want to check it out. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely worth, you know, checking out if it's your thing. But the one character who, you know, did the really awful thing... Mm Mm-hmm. I was hoping when he opened those doors and saw what the awful thing did and mm-hmm. was facing it again, that mm-hmm. that's where he would have maybe suffered a fate. Same. Yet, it didn't happen. Yeah. I didn't get the payoffs I was looking for, so... Yeah. It kind of left me wanting. Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean, everything else, it was shot beautifully, it looked great, the sound was great, the gore effects were awesome, the, the ghost effect was cool but i think used very sparingly yeah and yeah so i think the description led me to believe it was going to be one thing and i got another Mm. but you know not every movie is for everyone right and then i don't know i don't think we talked about it last time we watched that movie beast with idris elba we had a movie night with my dad oh yeah. yeah yeah that was another movie where i was a little like oh okay but it was it was good yeah it was, it was interesting. It was definitely, definitely interesting. It leaned more horror there towards the end than I expected. I had seen a trailer for this and was like, oh, okay, so it's just trying to survive lions in Africa. There's way more to it than that, actually. I, I really loved that it was a, a black cast. And I yeah. know that's going to sound weird, but, you know, I'm all for black actors getting work, and boom, these these actors were really, really good. Right. One Caucasian gentleman in the cast, uh, Charlto Copley, I believe he's actually South African, so... <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I, be- I believe he is. I'm not going to look it up, because I just don't feel like doing that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was... I actually had a real good time. I wasn't sure about it. I thought it was going to be like some cheesy, over-the-top, not-quite-Sharknado levels of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't. No. It was... Okay, if anyone out there has seen Jaws the Revenge, it's basically that movie with lions, but there's a better story as to why the lion is doing what it's doing. Exactly. It's not Jaws 4 where they're like, oh, this Jaws going after the Brody family because it killed another great white shark. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. This one's about poachers. Yeah. Poachers, killing a pride. One lion who survives is like, oh, well, fuck all y'all. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it a recommend. Yeah, me too. That's that's pretty much it where I stand. Yeah. All I haven't right. really been watching anything else. We're here. It's the last of the Nightmare series retrospective. We're watching Freddy vs. Jason. Warn your friends. 
you die! From 2003, directed by Ronnie Yu. I think I've seen pieces of it. I don't remember. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Only pieces. Oh, slashed pieces. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've watched it in bloody chunks. Oh, very good. Yeah, I I would have used another term, but that's being used by someone and I, or it's being used by a company and I don't want them to hear this and possibly get mad. Mm. Tony Walsh will know what I'm talking about. I'll actually tell you, uh, on Screenbox TV, Bloody Bites is their little oh, shorts okay. that they yeah, do. Yeah. So I didn't want to go calling it that and yeah. Yeah. Bloody chunks. Visceral chunks. <laughs> yeah. So since you've only seen this in pieces and... I, I know that's probably true because I've had it on a couple of times and I know you weren't paying attention really when I've had it on. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm not a huge Jason fan. Right. It's it's just not my thing. It's your thing, not not really my thing. Yeah, trust me. The Friday franchise is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a certain level of, okay, this is fucking ridiculous you have to go with and it, just it go along for the camp. Ride. The name Camp. And it takes place at a camp, yeah. for the most part, until you get to part eight, where it's Jason takes Toronto. It's supposed to be Manhattan, but it's Canada, and I believe it's Toronto. I could be wrong, but fuck it. So, since you've only seen pieces of this, as we said, mm-hmm. I actually went to the theater to see this when it came out. This was the only movie in either franchise I got to see in the theater. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wanted to see Jason X in the theater, but because there was that massive lake and the movie was available online, it was only in theaters for about 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait for Freddy vs. Jason a few years later. And this this is definitely a fun time in the theater movie. Yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of people there, but the people that were there in the theater when I was watching it, they were appreciative of it. So, I mean, we're, we're ready. You want to get into it? Let's get into it. All right. And after we're done watching the movie, we got some feedback from people who actually gave a shit and sent us some stuff. I'm shocked. To read, and we're going to have some audio stuff at the end of the show, but right now, we're going to get into the movie, and we'll talk to you guys in just a minute. What are interstellar interstitials? This is a rather different movie review format where Jeff and Leon will pick a movie that neither of them have seen, or at least one of them has not seen. Then, they will watch the movie in real time, breaking every 15 minutes to give their thoughts on the movie to that point. At the conclusion of the film, they will give their final thoughts, recommendations, ratings, and discuss any interesting information about the movie in general. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast already in progress. 15 minutes in, we're back. I'm already super impressed. Are you really, though? You know how I love douchebags. You know I love them. I eat them up. Yum, yum. Well, at least that douchebag got his comeuppance. Well, I do like the fact that he was alive when the bed got folded in. Yeah. That was a nice touch. It's always been my favorite kill of this movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a great kill. I, I mean, I assumed the guy would be dead, and then it would, like, fold in. 
But the fact that it folded in and then he reacted, I was like, oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. The little twitching and the shaking of his arm holding the beer. I, yeah, that's... Just the last, like, uh, and then just, mm. oh, you're still alive? Let's fold you in half. Yeah. And just his reaction to that, like, uh, uh. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. So nobody wants to hear me talk about this movie, but real quick... In case you don't know, Freddy vs. Jason finally brings together the two behemoths of 80s slashers. Freddy, in hell, is looking for a way to come back. He wants to kill more children. He's been away from them. He figures out a way. By resurrecting Jason Voorhees and sending him to Springwood to kill teenagers. they are clearly BFFs. It's it's more puppet, puppet master. Yeah. 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 Somebody's letting the dog off the chain and then hoping to take all the credit. So Freddy's plan is once Springwood is once again enveloped in fear, they'll know it's him and he'll get all his power back. And that is the basic fucking premise of Freddy vs. Jason. Now, what are your thoughts so far, Leanne? Well, the opening shot amused me. I always appreciate tits. Mm-hmm. You know, not a huge fan of fake ones, but, you know, to each their own. To each their own. No judgment. Um. Okay, so she gets in the water she realizes there's something scary out there, so she's got to get back on the deck. <laughs> she has enough time to put on her shirt and button each of the buttons halfway down, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have enough time to maybe grab her keys. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much standard for any Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I noticed, maybe I'm... Maybe I miswatched it, but in the very, very beginning, Freddy's teeth in the intro, they're sharp, whereas a little bit later, they're, like, jagged. There's a reason for that, and they'll kind of show that later. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, there's there's a twist to this with Freddy in this, kind of gives a little bit more of what he can do, so you'll... It gets so, oh, somewhat okay. explained. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then the only other note I have is there's nothing cringier than dudes trying to smash. <laughs> there's nothing cringier. Oh, yeah. Your there's... house is real feng shui. No, it isn't. You don't know what that means. Shut up. You want to give me a tour? Yeah, I bet you want to see the bedrooms, right? I apologize. There are two douchebags. Well, okay. This, so. There's there's one that's just an asshole. He's like, I'm a I'm a alpha male, a fucking bitch. You smell like cigarettes. Get in the bed, bitch. Whatever. Yeah. And then there's the the dude that wants to smash, who will say shitty things like, Oh, you're. I like the flow of your house. It's got a good vibe. <laughs> okay. He's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> And the fact that the girl calls it out, like, he's an idiot. Get him out of here. I'm like, good for her for realizing the guy's a fucking idiot and not going, well, my friends are telling me I should go find a random dick to jump on, so maybe this guy's is what I should do. Yeah, I, I, I love teenage girl, you know, wisdom in movies. <laughs> the friends are like, you need to get rid of, you need to stop thinking about your boyfriend that you had a connection with several years ago. You were fucking 14. She's like, but it was special. (laughs) No, it wasn't. No, no, but you're like 17, almost 18 now. You should have moved on. Okay, so granted, your mom died. You're going through a lot. Okay, whatever. But your friend's wisdom is find another dude's dick and just ride it all night long. It's like, that's not very good advice either. Yeah. 
High school logic is dumb. Yeah. We were all there. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, so far, you're having some fun? Define fun. As in, it's an entertaining watch so far? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, you want to get back into it? Well, right now, we're uh, we're we're seeing the cops. The cops showed up, and that one cop was like, It's the same house! It's gotta be Freddy Krueger! <laughs> yeah, and what? his commanding officer was like, Dude, shut up. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. It's basically, at this point, Springwood has been able to wipe any memory of Freddy Krueger from existence. But the second that name is uttered, he's going to creep back in. Mm-hmm. So the cops are like, you don't say his name. You don't even think about it. I don't want to hear you say it any fucking time. Or I will f-. He basically said, I'll send you to the nut house along with the other crazy folks mm-hmm. that still believe in it to get you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Of course, it's probably not going to work. But hey, that's that's logic behind these movies. So, I'm ready to jump back in if you are. Let's get into it. All right. We'll be right back. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And just like that, we're another 15 minutes into Freddy versus Jason. So, Leanne, what what do you got? This is definitely a movie made for the fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Teenage base fans. Yeah. It's basically all of us who wanted a Freddy vs. Jason movie way back in the 80s. We, we finally got what we were asking for. In a sense, we got what we wanted. Yeah. I did like the decapitation of that dude's dad. Yeah, the way his head just kind of pops off yeah. at the right moment. <laughs> yeah. just he, like, he turns and he's like, Dad? And his head just goes plop. <laughs> uh, it's always been a fun one. I laughed in the theater when that happened. Yeah, it's pretty good. So what are you thinking overall about what's happening, the way Freddy's kind of reintroducing himself through Jason killing everybody? Um. Well, we haven't really gotten to like more of the incorporation yet. It seems like it's mostly just Freddy and Freddy and Freddy, so... Yeah, the only Jason we've had is in that first kill so yeah, far. And yeah. then his friend and the friend's dad. So now it's just teenagers, again, dealing with this child killer coming at them in their dreams. Yeah. And then someone going, no, it's just in your dreams. You're just really tired and stressed. And another person going, no, it's Freddy Krueger. He comes after children. <laughs> it's just one thing. What did you... Okay, so the point we're at in the movie, we've been introduced to the ex-boyfriend, Will, of Lori, our main character. Yeah. And his buddy, Mark, who are both at the Weston Hills Psychiatric Hospital. Yeah. So, through some shenanigans and buffoonery, they get out. What did you think about the way Mark handled Laurie's breakdown in the school, just telling everybody about Freddy Krueger with no regard for trying to keep it quiet? Well, the fact that he wasn't right in the head to begin with. Um, The fact that 
it's something that is legitimately killing people and people should be told and scared I think it was perfectly fine. Yeah, I the same way. I've heard people get pissed about that. Why? I'm like, what else? He's a teenager who just broke out of an asylum to try and warn people about Freddy coming back and killing people. Yeah, there's there's some mental trauma there. We'll learn about what that trauma is later. But yeah, there's something there that's causing him to do it. Yeah, when he hears What's-Her-Face describing her dream or her nightmare, he's like, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen, and here's why you should be afraid. And then, of course, she does the the nice movie faint. <laughs> the uh, with fluttering eyes just <laughs> gently falling down. It's Now that I've experienced my own fainting, uh, I, I see it in movies now and just laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's never convincing, especially when you see the ones where, like, <laughs> the hand goes to the forehead, and then they just fall delicately. It's like, it's no. not how it happens. No. I eh, peel back the curtain. I, uh, when I was in elementary school, probably, like, fifth grade, I decided to see how long I could hold my breath while trying to run an errand for a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I held my breath so as far to get the paperwork from the teacher, walk through the classroom, get to the door... And then just hit the ground. I passed out because I held my breath too long. <laughs> Woke up and they're like, what happened? I'm like, oh, I was trying to see how long I could hold my breath. And then I passed out. They're like, don't do that. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, you mean you didn't put your hand to your forehead and go, <sighs> No, I pretty much just fell. Yeah, you just, you, you, your body just goes limp and you just fall. Bonk. Yeah. You don't know to, like, brace yourself or <laughs> to pose dramatically as you're gently falling to the ground. Yeah. No, I basically hit the ground and they were like, what happened? Like, uh, I was holding my breath. It was like 11 or 12. I was stupid. It was a dumb kid move. Yeah. I haven't done it since. I don't think. I liked that the, there was a <laughs> sign at the nurse station saying the nurse won't, the, or the nurse can't help you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So it seems like you're having some fun, but you're generally saying that this might not be the movie for you since it is a love letter to the fans. Yes. Okay. That's understood. And not every movie is for everybody. Yeah. But hey, we're having a good time. I have some appreciations for it. And I appreciate that. And I, 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 it sounds like I hate watching douchebags in movies because I get so mad, but I get so mad because I care and I'm, I'm impassioned by it. Yeah. So, Yeah. You want to see the douchebags get what's coming to them. Yes. And Blake in this movie, hey, he... potential rapist got killed. Yeah. I say potential because we don't know. So right now we're looking at, uh, what's her face? We're looking at Kelly Rowland Sands' nose. Got your nose. <laughs> yep. This is right in her dream where she's looking through the book on plastic surgery that apparently they just have at the school. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm assuming it's not really in the school. It's yeah. just her, um, like, mid-reality, like, not real reality happening. Yeah, drifting into the dream world and all that. Yeah. So what do you say? You want to get back to it? Let's get back to it. All right. We'll see you guys in a bit. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade. Hot dog waiting for you. The popcorn's popping and it's ready to go. 
out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Snack bar. Pardon me, boy. Yeah, baby. Will you take me to the snack bar? You know what I like. Everything's ready when the first grill's over. Nothing like a pizza with a ice cold cola. Get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Snack bar. Get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack We're back. We're about halfway through the movie now. We're seeing more come together. Yeah, we're actually seeing Jason now. Yeah, we're getting some Jason. We're getting why Freddy's getting pissed off at him. Well, yeah, he stole one of his kills. Yeah, right out from under his nose. Really? <laughs> yeah, the Raven in the Cornfield. I'm not sure uh, if Ohio's known for their corn, but it's still made for a good set piece. Yeah. I think we both had a little <laughs> we, we both, hiccup we there. We both had a hiccup. <laughs> So what did you think about Mr. Glowstick Raver Rapist? Um, you know, it was fine. It, it, it counted. That's why Jason went after him, right? I mean, it sucked Pretty that much. he got what's-her-face that was passed out, but... Yeah, it's just somebody getting what they deserve. Yeah, so Trey comes back from the dead, right? And was he holding his own head? He was holding himself up because he got folded in half, so he's essentially... <laughs> Holding himself together by grabbing his own hair. Yeah, and then I guess she passes out and falls into a nightmare. Yeah. Drinking too much, she just passed out drunk. Yeah. And was right into a nightmare. Trey going, I'm dead for one day and you're already drinking? It's like, shut the fuck up, douchebag. <laughs> yeah. My fucking cocksmith, as she called him. Yeah. He's just an asshole. Very much so. <laughs> And I'm I'm surprised that he's the only dead character we saw in that scene. I'm surprised we didn't see, like, Blake somehow show up. Mm. But I guess because that was her boyfriend or fuck toy, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Her dick of the week. I guess. Either way. Yeah. I just thought it was always pretty cool that he's holding himself up by grabbing his own head. And because she's drunk and in a nightmare, she's like, okay, I guess I better follow him. You know. I liked the uh, the two drunk dudes that were drunk on, quote, Everclear. <laughs> this Everclear is kicking my ass. <laughs> what did he say that made me laugh? Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the way he said it. <laughs> All his other lines were like, you ever better? Yeah. Let's go fuck a pig. And then he went... Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> so Him and his buddy are drinking Everclear, smoking weed in the cornfield. And anyone who's seen this can probably appreciate this scene as much as you did. Mm. And the the taller of the two, because there's the one guy who's called Shaq, S-H-A-C-K, not like the basketball player. Mm-hmm. There's a th- more stout, uh, semi-portly fellow, mm-hmm. we'll say. Mm-hmm. Kind of curlyish so, there. Yeah. The taller of the two turns around and sees Jason. Yeah. And is like, oh, this invite-only corn poke and you weren't invited. And Jason just breaks his neck by spinning his head completely around. Yeah. <laughs> 180 degrees. <laughs> so his buddy just goes, 
Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't Ever know why. Ju- I don't know why that made me laugh. So it was hard. such a chase before he goes, Well, hey there, Jethro. Why don't you go find yourself a pig to fuck? Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that realization, like, you know, he got sober and was clear headed in that second, like, Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> the reason he got sober is because all the alcohol just went out of his body in that one second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably pissed did. himself. Oh, yeah. But as he was running away, he. What's his face? Poured it, uh, Everclear on him and set him on fire, right? Yeah, set Jason on fire by pouring the Everclear and taking a tiki torch. and. Yeah, and so he got chased through the cornfield and then eventually gets a flaming blade to the torso, which prompted blood <laughs> to spew out of his mouth. I really wish movies would stop doing that. Yeah, I... Even when I saw this the first time, I was like, why would there... Like, eventually on the ground there might be blood coming out of his mouth, but not initially after that hit. No. And I think at one point when he's running, you can see him holding. He's like going... With his mouth shut. And it yes. looks like he's holding the blood in his yes. mouth. I'm like... It's like, guys... Just because you get hit by a blade somewhere in your body doesn't mean blood is going to come out of your mouth. Yeah. I think that... I think I read somewhere that typically that only happens with head injuries. So, really, I mean... Yeah, I was reading somewhere they're like... It could be from internal injuries, but it would have to be... Where the blood is coming up through like your trachea or your lungs, and you would be—it's—it's you know, it's not typical. Yeah, you would be aspirating blood. Yeah, just because you took a flaming machete through the chest doesn't mean you would no. immediately cough up blood. No, but it's horror movie logic. It's there for the oh god, look at that—he's spitting up blood. It's like, mm-hmm. well, it wouldn't be instant, but okay. Mm-hmm. It makes for a fun visual in some sense. Mm-hmm. The massacre was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. I always liked that scene. Yeah. Just everybody just, kill you, kill you, kill you, whack the keg, put myself out, kill some more. <laughs> so I'm glad you're, you seem to have a little bit more appreciation now that the ball's rolling a little faster. Um, I still don't particularly like it per se. This right. is not something I would watch again. However, there are some some moments that I appreciate. Oh, son of a bitch. bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, like I said, we're halfway through. You want to keep on rolling? Yeah. Right now they're in the, they're getting dropped off at the uh, Scooby-Doo van, the mystery machine. Yeah. They're each going home after fleeing the cornfield massacre. Call me just to check in. Okay. Do you want to call the cops? Like you're now a witness to a murder. Like... Really? You're just like, take me home? Okay. No, they said no. Fuck the police. And that yeah, goalie is pissed. That, that yeah. totally makes sense. <laughs> Let's see where the logic takes us. All right. We'll be back. We are rolling right along, man. We're rolling right along. 
we just got to the point where all the kids have got together. They now have a cop on their side to try and take out Jason and Freddy at this point. Where you at? Where's your head? Where's your head at, Leanne? Well, I think it's funny that all the cop had to do was, like, make his own deductions and then show up where they were hanging out. And they were all able to magically figure out what the hell was going on. And it's like, if that were reality, you'd still be like, no, what the fuck? And coming up with different ideas of what the issue could be. But no, they all figured it out immediately. And they were all like, let's figure out how to take care of it. Yeah, the... The only thing I will say, they gave the cop a little bit back at the station because he was trying to tell his commanding officer that he's been pulling information about this hockey mask killer. So he rightfully would have all that info. The fact that the kids were like, oh, yeah, we totally believe what you're saying. Yeah, but they he like, was t- they were they were all coming up with like why and the fact that Freddy's the, pu- uh, the puppet master and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's like. Okay, I think it would... What? It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Horror uh, movie logic. However, uh, I, I am waiting for that cop to die because his <laughs> character... Does his character die? I will let that remain to be seen. So that will be yes? Yes, he'll die. Okay, good. That's... Because my, my brain is like, okay, he's the good guy that's like trying to get past these cops that don't want to say anything and he's trying to help these kids. That means he's going to die. Yeah. Anyone who has, like, an altruist motive will die. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the um, the bloody bathroom slash nightmare yeah. scene. Oh, yum, yum. I really <laughs> liked that. <laughs> Did you like the fact that the bathroom was also huge? Because you noted that, which I've never really paid attention to. Bro, it was t- way too big for a bathroom. It's like... That is not a logical bathroom to have. I'm assuming they did it because Dreamworld. Uh, yeah, I, but, I get it, but I it's mean, still, it's yeah. still. As soon as they we went into the bathroom, I was like, the bathroom is way too big, not yeah. believable at all. It's like, oh, you turned a master bedroom into a bathroom. Okay. I liked that. Uh, What's his face had Freddy's message. Freddy's back, even though it's actually Mark's back. she'll be here all week ladies and gentlemen remember to tip your waitress try the veal (laughs) and uh the part where her dad kisses her yeah oh that's fucking disgusting trying to ram his tongue down her throat (laughs) give daddy a kiss (laughs) it's like oh that was sick um i think it's cool that they didn't deactivate what's his face's badge yeah it's i mean granted it's only been like a day as soon as a badge goes missing it needs to be deactivated especially from a psych ward yeah unless they're that inept at this hospital that they just don't know well, they can't. What's been going they on? can't be inept because there's a whole wing dedicated to people who couldn't stop dreaming. Yeah. So no, they were very ept. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about the reintroduction of Hypnosil? At first, I was like, "What? What's Hypnosil?" And then I was, I was like, "I was really happy that it it came back to tell me what it was." You know what movie that originated in? Chucky. No. I don't know. The the one movie in this franchise you don't care for. Oh, yeah. Dream Warriors. Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought you meant what other movie in... No, no, no. <laughs> what movie in this franchise did originate? Part yeah. 3, Dream Warriors. Oh, I'm shocked. It's a nice little callback. Definitely something for the fans, as you noted earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've got the, the stoned guy who uh, is looking at a uh, creature. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very Alice in Wonderland moment when it gets going. You'll you'll okay. see why. Okay. But yeah, we have Freeberg, who is the Wish.com Jason Muse for this movie. <laughs> right. I appreciate it. I love I love when stoners have good parts in movies. Yeah. I like just, in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Stoners yeah. are they have their place in movies. And in that movie he was the only one who knew what was going on. Yeah. I love that everybody else was just became a stereotype and he's like uh, no, there's weird shit. They're trying to do shit. Because of that movie, every time I see a stoner in any other movie, I assume they're the only logical ones. That's not a bad way to think. <laughs> it's not a bad way to think. Yeah. They may only just want snacks, but a lot of times they're thinking pretty clearly. Yeah. Right. So we say we, uh, what do we got left? We got 37 minutes. So we got two more breaks. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. All right. So we'll jump back in and be back in a few. Technically one break. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't technically me. We'll be back. Yeah. So another 15 minutes down, we're finally getting to Camp Crystal Lake. Just like my t-shirt. Just like the t-shirt you're wearing. Well, it's your t-shirt, but... Well, technically, but, uh, you know, you you looks better on you than on me, so... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so we got to see them go to the psychiatric hospital. Uh, stoner boy Freeberg mm-hmm. got his Alice in Wonderland moment with the Freddy Caterpillar and the hookah. Yeah. Dumped out all the hypnosil. Bomber. Grabbed the Imobatine tranquilizer. Yeah. Which apparently is strong because you're supposed to dilute it 1,000 parts to one. Yeah. So like 1,000 parts water to one part of this tranquilizer, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't know. But he got cut in half. You don't seem to really care for that effect, though. Um, it was the, the practical part of it I didn't like. Ah, see, and that's the part I loved. Well, it just, it, it looked very much like the top he- half of a dummy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look perfect, but... The effects in this movie are not perfect. However, it it's fine. I'm sure the fans didn't care one bit. Uh, no, actually, a lot of fans had their gripes with the ton of CG in the movie. You know, and I was... I was... That's one thing that's been bugging me is the CGI. For me, it's not the excessive use of it or anything like that. It's the fact that the clarity of the CGI doesn't match the film. The film is actually slightly more blurry and Mm -hmm. not as defined, whereas the CG is like incredibly detailed. 
so it clearly doesn't fit. Right. And again, that's kind of that's kind of the fact that it's 2003 CGI, so they weren't really sure how yeah. to blend it. Pro- some weren't. I mean, some people will say, look at Jurassic Park. I'm like, that was ILM. This was not ILM doing this work. Yeah. So, I mean, 2003 CGI, when you're trying to get a movie like this done, I get it. But in 2023, 20 years later, it definitely <laughs> it's, definitely shows yeah. it's, that it's not holding up too well. Right. It, you can you can tell it's aged a bit. Yeah. And the one thing I don't like about any movies is CGI blood. That's but that's just me. What else? What else do you have, Leanne? Because you've oh, you um, I thought you had something. Well, I mean, I like when Freddy realizes that Jason doesn't like water because for a split second he's confused. And for some reason, Freddy being confused really amuses me because he's not perfect. He's trying to figure it out. He's like, what, what is the issue here? Oh, it's water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never, I never picked up on the Freddy being confused about that, but it does. Now that you say it, I'm like, uh-huh. For a split second, normally, he can't figure it out. Because normally he knows exactly what anyone's afraid of and will prey upon that. Well, you know, and and he does have to go deeper into Jason's psyche to figure him out a little bit more. Right. Which I will say that scene is one hang up with a lot of fans, myself included. Okay, as fans of the Friday the 13th franchise, we know Jason is not afraid of water. He has traveled in water. He has walked through water. He's near water all the time. I exactly. was very confused about that. So the fear of water doesn't make sense. A fear of drowning, that would make sense. Right. So if Jason would have just come through the water and Freddy would have maybe dropped him into a tank and he couldn't get out, then I'd be like, okay, they're showing the fear of drowning. Them just showing a fear of water... Yeah, the audience can't see me nodding excessively. Yeah, you're you're in agreement. I mean, it was yes. one one gripe, but we're like, you know what? Overall, the movie was a lot of fun. So, but you know what? That 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 scene. There's a part where you get like swamp slash lake tits, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Some some dead body titties. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Dead titties in my water closet. Camp Crystal Lake. I don't know what I'm singing. I'm leaving this in. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You can turn off there if you like. It doesn't matter. I also <laughs> like the fact that so they're transporting Jason mm-hmm. in the van to the camp. And as they're transporting him, they realize he's drowning. <laughs> and so they're like, hey, what's, what's her face? You got to give him CPR. Give him mouth to mouth. As she's trying to, like, lift up his mask, he's, like, spurting water out of his mouth. And I think the first one might have been uh, the actor portraying Jason having fun with them on set. That was hilarious. I think that's what happened. So the reaction was real. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. You can you can tell he was having fun with this. They They genuinely looked, like, startled every time he, like spurted it at yeah. them. Every time he was gurgling out water, they're like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I like, mean, the eff- I mean, just the, the whole look of the mouth and the water in the mouth, it just looked nasty. And like you said, you know he's got a stink. Right? Just a foul, and the teeth are rotting. Mm-hmm. It's just... Mm. What are we looking at now? We are looking at one of the rundown shacks... That was one of the cabins at Camp Crystal Lake. 
we're getting a top-down view because the kids are dragging Lori, who's been tranquilized, to take on Freddy and try to pull him into the real world because we all know Freddy can be pulled into the real world. Mm-hmm. And as they're running, bringing Lori through the camp, we get an aerial shot and we see a sign that says Camp Crystal Lake. Also kind of funny, I want to know how they got from Ohio to New Jersey so quick. I don't think they're that close. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. My my knowledge of U.S. geography is limited, but I'm pretty sure Ohio and New Jersey is a pretty long drive. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's better than when I think somebody thought Nightmare on Elm Street took place in California because it was filmed there. Oh. Like, no. No, no it's Springwood, Ohio, but, <laughs> you know, not everybody can know everything. It's a, simple, it's a simple correction they can make. I'm not going to hold it against them. Because <laughs> you are the king of knowledge, of movie knowledge. So. No, no, no. I, I don't hold that crown. I just have a lot of useless knowledge. So anyway, yeah, they're at Camp Crystal Lake. We're getting ready for the final showdown. Yeah, which makes see. sense because we have one more uh, interstellar, interstitial 15-minute whatever, yeah. you know, thing. Exactly. All right, we'll be right back. Music to the ears of the hungry. The sizzle of a mouth-watering hamburger. Fresh, lean beef, done to a golden brown. Couched in a soft bun and garnished to taste. Man, that's hunger heaven. And you'll feel like you're heaven sent when you get one at our refreshment stand. That is the end. Freddy vs. Jason is done. Leanne, would you like to give your final little... Sayings as to what we just saw, the final battle between Freddy and Jason, or so we think. Neither one of them are dead. The end. That's the way I thought of it, too. <laughs> Lots of people were like, well, no, Freddy got his head cut off. I'm no, like, he's, he's clearly still alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like that Jason and Freddy's blood during their fight looked almost like oil. Like, you could tell yeah. it was red, like, blood, but it also was dark, and I don't know. I liked the look of it. Yeah, just, especially Jason's, it looked, like, old, nasty. Yeah. Like, you know there was a funk Definitely. in that blood, too. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay, before we get into the f- final things you have here, I want to know, what did you think of the demonic Freddy look that I told you was going to be a payoff to the sharp teeth in the beginning? Um, I wasn't paying that close to, I I knew there was a different look, but I didn't realize it was a demonic look and I didn't realize that the teeth were different. The red skin, the pointed ears, the more pointed nose and the sharp teeth. Yeah, it was cool. I know you were, you were taking some notes, so you might not have seen it. Yeah, I might not have. So they did that as a way to show, like, when Freddy gets really angry, there's another level to what he is. Oh, okay. Like, he's not just this burned-up dream guy. Mm. Like, you piss him off enough, there's another level to how powerful and how demonic he can actually be. Okay. So I'm like, okay, eh, you know. I think you should go one way or the other. Is he a realistic person, human being that is able to access nightmares and get into your psyche? Or is he demonic? Like, I think you need to pick one. Yeah, well, you can thank Freddy versus... uh, Not Freddy versus Jason, I'm sorry. You can thank Freddy's dead for that because they brought in the concept of dream demons giving him powers. Yeah. So... 
I mean, it's yeah. fine. It works. I just don't like that. Yeah. I'm more of the... He was such a bad guy and died in such a horrific way that his spirit or whatever was haunting the dreams of children. Yeah. So it's supernatural, but it's not, like, demonic. It's, you know... Yeah. Anyway. So this whole final thing, you had your, you had some notes that you were taking, I saw. Well, my notes aren't really about the final scene. It's not about the fight. It's... It, I kind of went. I went into like this thought process of how it could be redone. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, okay. So we tend to watch a movie and think, "Ooh, what would it be like if it were done by Del Toro? What kind, What would he be able to give to it?" Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, "Oh, what if? What if there could be a prequel?" Because all of these have been him burned up, him going after teens. What about before he was burned up and he was going after children? And instead of him just being a killer in dreams, he could be like a more realistic child killer, but also bring a smidgen more of the sexual aspect to it. Mm -hmm. Just enough to make you uncomfortable. And maybe the children could still have nightmares, but they would be, you know, clearly different types of nightmares. And I think Del Toro would be good because he's really good with bringing both realist, like realism and fantasy mm-hmm. both together, but keeping them separate. And I think that that it could work. I know Robert England has retired his role as Freddy, so it would definitely have to be someone else. But like there was a scene where he was looking at the picture and I think he licks it. Mm-hmm. So that that's the type of sexual thing I'm I'm wanting it to have more of. But as that scene was happening, I imagined him like chewing bubblegum and maybe like adjusting his groin. Okay. Oh, that that was my note. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I'm glad you went there because it's it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Now, at one point, there were talks before the Nightmare remake happened of doing a prequel with Robert Englund, mm-hmm. portraying Freddy up to the point of the parents taking vigilante revenge mm-hmm. when he got released. I don't know if they would have leaned heavily into the sexual aspect, but I it was don't... definitely going to be him killing kids as a human before he became this dream entity. I'm glad that they didn't do that because it would need a different feel. It would mm-hmm. need a different director. I don't think it could have been Wes Craven. I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't be able to do it. I'm just right. saying it would need a different feel and Wes Craven gives a very specific feel to the movie. Right. I don't think Craven was on board to direct. I think it might have been somebody else, but I'm not sure. It was basically just a treatment going around before the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street happened. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, think of, like, Dahmer, except yeah, fucking with your dreams and shit and more of a psychological, I don't know. Yeah. Now, the other part of that is actually, if you go back to the series Freddy's Nightmares, I believe it was the pilot episode is actually Freddy in court being let off the hook for the child murders and then leading up to the parents taking vigilante justice and burning him alive. I, I so think in, there's, there's bits of what you were talking about out there. I think in, in my, in my version, 
all of the stuff we already know would be implied. So mm-hmm. in this imaginary prequel, it wouldn't even have to go there because we know that that's what's going to happen. Because like with Del Toro, think of... Um, Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, thank you. Um, they're... My brain is fried. Sorry. Never mind. Well, Pan's Labyrinth, I... If I can kind of take over for a second, not to, Please. you know, jump in on your thing here. If you watch a movie like Pan's Labyrinth, what Del Toro did so well was bring in this realistic, really fucked up view of the world, this messed up thing that was happening. People dying, this realistic, horrific thing, and intertwine it with this fantasy that is beautiful, and you can see why it would be appealing to a child to leave the horrors of the real world and go live in this fantasy world. I think a nightmare prequel in the hands of Del Toro could intertwine that fantasy, even a dark fantasy, and the real world and give us something leading into what we know as the Nightmare franchise. Who knows? Right, because with Pan's Labyrinth, basically the main awful character is really this horrible, homicidal maniac, power-hungry maniac, who has no problem torturing people and killing people for no reason. Yeah, without without blinking an eye. Yeah. We just, yeah. It's like, oh, you, you serve me no purpose anymore, so I'm just going to shoot you in the face. Yep. Yeah, so Del Toro was able to capture the, the horrific human tendencies nature. of hu- human nature, exactly. Yeah. Which, let's be real... Freddy Krueger was a human, so this is the dark aspect of human nature. I think a, a guy like Del Toro could definitely nail that aspect. Whether he would want to do it or not... I doubt it. But, you know, it's it's nice to fantasize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> I like to dream. <laughs> I mean, I just think about it, and there's been talks of trying to get another Nightmare film made, and I think we've even talked about the possibility of like, a guy like Doug Jones portraying Freddy Krueger... I mean, you mentioned at one point Robert Englund even said Kevin Bacon. Well, you know, I I think with Kevin Bacon, I I don't I don't see him as being a character that could be attracted to children. And like with um, what's his face? Doug Jones. Doug Jones. He's more of you know. He's he does the makeup and the cool movements of different right. creatures, and this is a human being. There's nothing fantasy about him. There's nothing yeah. unrealistic about him. He is the guy next door. Yeah, I honestly I wouldn't mind if they were able to get a new nightmare movie going. Bring back Jackie Earl Haley. Give him another shot. Give yeah. him a script that works this time. Something yeah. that's not continuously fucked with by the studio that blatantly goes, oh, well, he might not be a child murderer. Had they kept going with he didn't hurt the children, he wasn't a pedophile or a child murderer, and that was the twist to that Nightmare remake, if they would have had the balls to stick with that, I would have loved that movie. The fact that they turned it around and went, well, this whole entire movie we were leading you to believe he wasn't, yeah, but he is. Yeah. But he is. It's like, what? That's that's shit filmmaking. Yeah. That's shitty writing. I liked his performance as Freddy. He was stuck in a bad movie. Yes. So if you could get a script together, give him another shot. Yeah, I agree. Because I think he was... Creepy. He's not England, but he's definitely 
a good new Freddy to have. Yeah. Just give him a good movie. Give him a good script. Anything else you want to add about this movie? No. Do you think anyone who is just strictly a Nightmare fan should see this if they haven't? Um, I'm 50-50 on that. Okay. So you walk away from this not really recommending it in general because it's... Correct. It's, unless you're like a diehard fan of possibly both franchises or one or the other. I think if you're a fan of both of them, this movie is perfect for you. You're going to love it. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, That's I know. That's me. <laughs> Yeah, and, and countless others out there, but yeah, I remember when this was getting released, like, I have to go. Yeah. I got my dad to drive me to the theater near our house, So I didn't have my license yet. Yeah, I know, it was 2003, it was only 20 years ago, I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember going, I went opening weekend. Yeah, and... I, I think this movie is, some people should definitely watch it. Right. However, the last one we watched... I think people would be okay not watching it. Okay, so New Nightmare, you're less... Definitely not recommending that, but yeah. giving more of a recommend to Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. I can yeah. respect that. Yeah. Yeah, not every every movie in these franchises is going to be for everybody. Yeah. So I recommend it. Leanne recommends it with the caveat of you definitely being a fan. Correct. Which makes sense. Yeah. So, moving on a little. Yeah. We asked people to... Send us in some feedback about their experiences with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. We each have some that we're going to read here. Would you like to go first or would you like me to start? Um, I think you can go first. Okay. So this was left on Facebook. This was left by our buddy Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Chuck Nasty. Chuck Nasty. You've heard Chuck on the show here at the Skewered Universe. You may also have heard him on Nasty Nation, Graveyard Talk, or the Video Video Store Clerks podcast. He also used to be on Tales from the Podcast as well, but go check out his stuff. So Chuck left us a little feedback here on Facebook, as I said, saying that mentioning Freddy versus Jason, because this is regarding a post I made, Mm -hmm. I think that film was perfect. But yeah, A Nightmare on Elm Street as a kid freaked me out until I got to like three or four and saw the humor of it all. (laughs) Such a weird and controversial franchise that we all grew up with and most of us loved. Still love the franchise, but not as much as when I was a kid. And I can understand that. Chuck and I actually went a little more in depth on that when he was on for Freddy's Dead. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to the fact that he was a child killer, yet he was such a huge pop culture icon. Yeah. With implied pedophilia with all the movies. Definitely like, implied. How did this happen where he blew up as this pop culture icon? So I, I can see where Chuck is coming from. Absolutely. Saying that. So would you like to read the other piece of feedback we got? Sure. Well, on Facebook. Well, I have two, actually. Okay. So the first one is uh, someone I know personally, Sharcy, a.k.a. Bob. And uh, they also reached out to me on Facebook. They said, yeah, my favorite as a kid is by far the one where they go into the Super Mario Brothers platform game. Like, I was so scared, but it made me laugh so hard that the movie became fun instead of scary. By far my fave was Freddy vs. Jason as an adult. I can respect that. Yeah. And that movie she's talking about is Freddy's Dead. They go into a video game. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really terrible fucking sequence. <laughs> it's it's really, really bad. I, I'm sorry to trash it, but yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so you said you have more. Yeah. Well, this one came to me personally. Okay. 
Uh, Dear Skewered Universe podcast, I wasn't terribly familiar with the Nightmare on Elm Street series, but after hearing your luxurious voices and witty banter, I now only watch the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I used to watch cartoons, dramas, and romantic comedies, but they all now lack the horror and sophistication I require. You are the best podcast I've ever heard, and I am indebted to you both always. Forever yours, Bartholomew Jenkins. Well, thanks, Bartholomew. Yeah. I appreciate that. Shout out to Bartholomew Jenkins. Luxurious voices. I've never been told I had a luxurious voice. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that information. Ooh. <laughs> Sends shivers up your spine. I, I, I did get one small email about this. Oh, okay. So they wrote in. I said, Dear Skewered Universe, I've been really enjoying this Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching the franchise. It scared me. It made me laugh. Sometimes I even wet my pants, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> Hearing you go through these movies has been a fun fun way for me to unwind at work and it's made me want to go back and rewatch the franchise. Thank you for what you've been doing. It's been a lot of fun. FK. 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 That's how it's signed off. FK. I don't know. That's suspicious. It is. But you know, I said I would read any feedback we got. Huh? I don't, I'm a little, I'm a little perplexed. I'm scared. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it also did say, you know, there was a PS that said, I'll see you in your nightmares, bitch, but I... Uh, oh, man. I mean, I mean, come for me. <laughs> I got sleep paralysis. I've seen demons that are far scarier than whoever you are. All right? Uh, I'm so glad they wrote it. <laughs> me too. I wonder how they... Do they type with one hand, or... I'm assuming it was like text-to-speech. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or speech to text or speak to text. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, you know what it is. They talk and it turns to text. Yeah. yeah. You know, technology. Yeah. So that was that was You fun. had another one that was audio, right? I do. I have another one that came from uh, our good friend JB. You might know he is the JB. main host of Tales from the Podcast, the other show that I co-host with him. He's left us some audio feedback that I'm going to play at the end of the show here. Along with some other cool stuff that I've put together just for you guys to listen to. And a really fun outro song that also comes courtesy of JB introducing me to. (laughs) Nice. I'll give you guys a little hint of what it is. It's a love song about Freddie and Nancy. Nice. I figured it was a a touching tribute to, to close out this show. Yeah. So with all that said, you know where to find us. Because we're not doing the traditional outro this week. I'm going to run it down. You can go to Apple. You can go to Google. Spotify. Stitcher. Amazon. We're even on Audible. Podbean? Podbean. You can go there. You can find us on Facebook. Instagram. Skewered underscore universe underscore podcast. You can go to Twitter at Skewered U. Facebook, like I said, we've got the group. We've got the page. Go check those out. You can go to Patreon. You can support us there. And... If you want one link where you can find not only episodes of the show, you can find all our social media links. You can find links to our Patreon. Head on over to skewerhead.com. We have recently relaunched the website. I'm very proud of the work I've put into this. There's also a blog there. It's not necessarily a full horror blog. I just recently put up a blog about uh, why I enjoyed Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah, so you can check that out. All the links are there. 
Check us out. Hit us up on the Patreon. You know, support the show so we can keep making these episodes for you. We're doing what we love, and we're also doing it for you. Yeah. We're doing it for you. And if you check the show notes, there's going to be a link in there. Because we're a Podbean affiliate. Do you want to start your own podcast? Use the link we have in the show notes. Get yourself a month of podcast hosting for free from Podbean with a paid unlimited plan. If you do that, we get a little something on the back end. It's full transparency. But if you're looking to start one, that's a good way to go. You get a month of free podcast hosting. That's that's money in your pocket. Maybe I'll quit this one and start my own. Yeah, you never know. She's threatened it before. <laughs> She's got the chops, people. She's got the chops. Yeah. I have a little bit of an NPR voice. You do. When you really want to get that NPR voice going, you really know how to do it. I've been told my voice is very sultry. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. And I have no I have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to say to that. So the next thing I want to talk about is this coming Saturday, the what is today? Wednesday the 14th, so Saturday would be the 17th, I believe. We'll be doing Tales from the Podcast, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. We are going to be talking about Evil Dead Rise. And we're going to be sitting down with a guest, Rodney Fike. So check us out over there. He's doing comics called Roadkill Rampage. We're going to be covering more about that. But we're also going to be talking about Evil Dead Rise, the newest Evil Dead film that was released. So remember, Tales from the Podcast, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, this coming Saturday. Check us out live. Be a part of the conversation. Leanne, what else you got? Anything at all? Um, suck my nightmare dick. All right. With that said, a machete to your face. Uh, make sure you only semi-cover your boobs when you run away from Jason and keep enjoying that universe. That's just a bit. Skewered. Skewered. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff. I wanted to give a quick intro to the audio feedback we got. Of course, as I mentioned, this audio feedback comes courtesy of JB my co-host over at Tales from the Podcast. You can check that out at talesfromthepodcast.com. And remember to check out our live show every Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. We do lots of cool shit over there, a little different than Skewered Universe, but check it out. And keep listening to After His Feedback, because there's a couple of things there, something special I threw together, and then we're closing out on a different in outro song this week. We're going to be using the Price Fighters' Elm Street Loverboy. So I hope you enjoy that and keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit skewered. Hey, this is JB from Tales from the Podcast. And I thought I'd go ahead and share some of my favorite things about Nightmare on Elm Street. To be honest, I really like the first three movies. And for the most part, the rest just kind of don't hit the mark for me. I will say New Nightmare, though, does end up being one of my favorites. Um, I'm also a huge fan of the Freddy vs. Jason, even though it's kind of cheesy, I still loved it. And I really, really dislike the remake, personally. But, as far as the memories with it, I definitely remember, you know, being younger, watching this movie. And, I mean, it was clearly one of those that kind of gave me nightmares, especially the way Robert England was, you know, dressed up and all the makeup and... It was just a real creepy scene, especially at such a young age. Because I think the first time I saw this, I was probably about five or six. Which, uh, I mean, it leaves a lasting impression, that's for sure. Um, 
as far as any other real memories, um, a lot of them are kind of newer ones. I've introduced the series to my kids, and my seven-year-old loves them and even goes around doing the song, the, you know, the one, two, Freddy's coming for you. And I mean, it's just kind of cute the way it is now. And uh, even to this day, I still like scaring them with my Freddy Krueger mask that I have, which uh, I guess can be a little bit creepy, but it's still fun. I really enjoy the movies. They're definitely, uh, you know, something to look back and, you know, especially some of the other ones in the series, you know, Beyond 3 are just kind of funny in quite a few different parts. And, you know, it kind of took a turn kind of similar to the Leprechaun series where they went almost the horror comedy route instead of even trying for doing a horror film. Which, personally, I do tend to enjoy a good horror comedy anyway. But, that's just a few thoughts of mine. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you agree with it. What's with kids today, huh? No respect. Rick, you little meatball. So let's blow this pop stand. Miss me? Somebody please wake me up! Please! Where's your pass? Screw your pass. Great mess, my dick is killing me. I'm going to get some sleep tonight if it kills me. Somebody you kids need some assistance? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep.